On Midwest Week, a look at the just-completed season of the Quad Cities River Bandits and the Midwest League. I'm Herb Trix, and my guest this week is Steve Batterson, sports reporter for the Quad City Times and Dispatch Argus. So, Steve, on the field, how did the River Bandits uh, end up doing this season? Uh, 2022 proved to be a struggle for the Bandits. Uh, uh, they finished 54-78, uh, and 78, which uh, uh, by a winning percentage is the, uh, is the third worst uh, win percentage for the Quad Cities team since uh, since it joined the Midwest League in 1960. So, uh, yeah, they, they made they made historic news, but not for the right reasons necessarily. Now, at this level, at high baseball, Steve, are wins and losses all that important? Um, it, it's not the the be all end all. Uh, it, it certainly is every team's objective going into the season. Uh, it's a lot easier to to learn and teach in a in a winning environment. Uh, you know, I, I think to a degree, Quad Cities paid a little bit uh, this year for the for the success it had a year ago uh, when the team finished 36 games over 500. Uh, a lot of those prospects, you know, have have kind of worked their way further up in 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 the ladder in, in the Kansas City Royals organization. There, there was a there was a, a point this summer where where six players who played here in 2021. Uh, we're on the major league roster, and five are in the lineup on the, on the same day at at the big league level. Which uh, you know that that that's a definite change from from how things kind of stacked up a couple of years ago when when the Midwest League was a low A league. Now that it's a high A league, it's a little closer to the major leagues, and the talent is a little closer to the major leagues. Now that said, this year's team here was much younger than last year's team, uh, and. Uh, you know, they had some growing pains, but they also moved uh, moved some guys up uh, during the course of the season, which is is uh, you know their their primary uh, objective. Uh, you know, uh, Emilio Marquez, who is uh, uh, a relief pitcher here, actually led the Midwest League with ten wins, but he ended up in in Double A to finish the season. Uh, there there were a number of players who who made that trek on up to the Texas League and and Northwest Arkansas, which is the Royal Double A affiliate. Okay, so how about uh, off the field, shall we say, Steve? How, how did the Bandits do as far as attendance uh, this year? Yeah, attendance, uh, you know, was, I, I think, probably up a little bit. Uh, you know, th- things are starting to get back to normal after the COVID season. And, um, you know, Quad Cities uh, <clears throat> drew 184,000 a year ago and and, and uh, topped that number this past season, uh, you know, back back in that 200,000 range, which is, is uh, you know, certainly... Uh, you know where where Quad Cities feels like it should be as an organization uh, on an annual basis, and you know I th- you're starting to see groups come back to the ballpark uh, that maybe you know chose not to come out a year ago. Businesses for for corporate outings and that type of thing, and uh, so there's been some growth there. Uh, I know they had a successful uh, uh, sponsorship uh, set a record. Uh, uh, in terms of sponsorship sales for the season, so you know it's been a, it was a good year off the field for the club. Um, you know they were able to to kind of open some uh, some new facilities, um, uh, many of which were were unseen by fans, but were required by Major League Baseball as part of their their restructuring a, a couple of years ago. The, the uh, clubhouses uh, were expanded, uh, uh, new batting tunnels, new. Uh, New uh, nutrition areas, new weight rooms, uh, uh, separate locker room facilities, additional locker room facilities for for female coaches. Although there were no female coaches either with the Quad Cities team or with any other team in the Midwest League this year, but 
there are two female locker rooms down at Modern Woodman Park now uh, that uh, are available. So uh, when when female coaches do come to town, they have a place to, to change as well. And how about the, the city and team owner, Dave Heller? Are they getting along these days? Yeah, uh, for the most part, I think things are progressing. There, there are some improvements that are, are still ongoing. Uh, there was a fascia board that uh, lines the top of the stadium that uh, was uh, in the, is in the process of being replaced. Uh, uh, there has to be some custom work done to, to make that happen, and uh, they, they've got the, the base work done on it, but the, but the, uh, the finishing touches are, are still ongoing. But, yeah, the city in, uh, has, uh, uh, you know, paid for – for that, uh, the city has paid for the uh, the improvements that uh, are, are part of the uh, you know the the requirements of Major League Baseball. Uh, both the city and the club uh, co-opt on that as well, and uh, uh, you know the the clubhouse now meets the standards of, of Major League Baseball. It was designed in part with the help of the Royals, who uh, pretty much. Uh, uh, laid out what they were looking for, and and uh, they figured out a way to squeeze it into the space uh, uh, at Modern Women Park, as well as extending some flood protection down through uh, um, the the batting cage area, which previously was uh, subject to uh, to the whim of the Mississippi River when it got out of its banks. And do you have an idea, Steve, as to how the rest of the Midwest League did this year? Or will all the teams be back? It looks like all all twelve teams will be returning next season. At this point, uh, it's uh, you know I think things have quieted down a little bit in, in that area. There's certainly there's some facility standards that have to be met uh, by a number of clubs, um, and and there's still some facility work here, just uh, you know minor compared to the the clubhouse uh, renovations. But uh, uh, you know those, those are projects that are kind of ongoing and and. Uh, uh, you know, a number of clubs, Cedar Rapids included, is is uh, getting ready to to uh, do a, a fairly major addition to to its ballpark to meet those uh, those facility needs. Now, Steve, something else that happened this year, kind of an upheaval, but it didn't didn't seem to get a lot of press, was a pitch clock for minor leagues. So how did that go? Did you notice a difference? Oh, there, were, there was a very definite difference. Uh, you know, it, it shaved uh, upwards of, of twenty to 20, twenty-five minutes on average off of games and. Uh, the uh, the pitch clock puts a little pressure on both the pitchers and the hitters. Um, it, it's uh, uh, you know if there is nobody on base, a uh, pitcher has 14 seconds to uh, to deliver that pitch. If there is a runner on base, uh, the pitcher gets an extra an extra four seconds to uh, to deal with that. Uh, the hitter has to be ready to hit with nine seconds left on that clock. Uh, if he if he's not, it becomes an automatic strike. If the pitcher doesn't uh, deliver the ball before the clock expires. That's that's an automatic uh, that's an automatic ball. Uh, and there were some other changes that uh, you know, and that that certainly was the most noticeable change uh, during the course of the season. It it really did uh, show just how much time was uh, um, you know being and I don't want to say wasted, but uh, you know I, I know <laughs> from okay, talking can... with, with with players, uh, you know there were there were things like uh, uh, you know. Uh, there's no time to fiddle with their batting gloves between pitches. You, you just have to get ready to hit. And you know, a couple after a couple of weeks, uh, for the most part, everybody kind of adjusted and, and just played that way. And and it uh, it worked out very well. Uh, that's why you're going to see it with with a couple of tweaks adapted at the big league level starting next season. And that's uh, this was kind of an experiment, and uh, uh, it was a beneficial one that did shorten game times. And that's. Uh, 
something that baseball has been looking to do. And, uh, you know, there are a few other little tweaks in terms of, of, of experiments. The, the bases were enlarged uh, by a couple of inches, uh, which was designed to, uh, to uh, you know, maybe bring a little more offense to the game, a little more base-stealing threats, and, and also create more of a safety-type situation at first base where, the, where there can be some, some pretty tight plays. But, uh, uh, you know, it certainly worked out for – for uh, Tyler Tolbert, one of the River Bandits who who was successful in in 60 out of 60 stolen base attempts this season, it's uh, um, you know that was by far the, the most success that anybody had in in minor league baseball this year, and and, and set a club record for uh, uh, for the percentage wise and uh, stealing bases. And uh, what about the minor league players joining a union, Steve? I read something about that. Um, what's going to happen there, or what has happened there? Yeah, the ma- the Major League Baseball Players Union uh, sought to uh, to unionize uh, minor league players. Um, it actually was approved fairly quickly and fairly you know seamlessly uh, uh, by both Major League Baseball and and, and by by the players uh, themselves. Uh, you know, some of the details have to be worked out. I mean, there's there's no you know, contract in place or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I think what both sides are working towards is, is uh, maybe a little, uh, a little, little better financial situation for, for minor league players um, who, who, you know, over time have, have kind of fallen behind in terms of, of what their wages are and such and, and conditions and, and, and things like that. But uh, uh, some of those things were addressed in, in the, the latest uh, uh, agreement that, uh, uh, you know, includes things like uh, when teams travel anymore. If they're if they're going somewhere for you know a road trip, they're going typically on two buses as opposed to one, and uh, they'll typically stay in a town for for six days as opposed to uh, you know shuttling back and forth from from one venue to to their home place. Uh, you know, on a, on a daily basis, depending upon how close the the, the opponent is. 